what about Bueller for Carrasco straight up? Well, that's what I kept asking you if you want to do one of them straight up. No, well, when you... I said yeah, pick one. I mean, I'm not doing it for... I'm not doing Walker straight up. <laughs> like, what, some fucking tin can you got off the free agent wire and he's got you eight points last night? No, I'm not fucking doing that. How much did Bueller get you last night? Yeah, I'm just glad you didn't watch... I'm just glad you didn't watch the game or we wouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> Life is embarrassing sometimes. It is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. If you are at work, keep going. If you are day drinking, slow down. If you waked and baked, take a nap. And if you are out of work and feeling hopeless and need a distraction, we are here for you and we feel you. This is Underdogs, your new daily Blue Jays podcast. I am David Patrick Fleming and with me as always... The young and talented Jacob Eman. Hello. Jacob, there's frost on the car windows outside this morning. Yes. That does not, doesn't seem shocking to you. I feel like a week ago I was sweating it out in my living room. You said you, and now, you, said you love September. That's what you get in September, <laughs> man. Nah, that's October shit. That's not September. September's not frost on the car windows. September is a nice 22, 23 degrees, sunny, a little bit of a breeze. It's just not the heat wave that we have for the rest of the summer. That's not how I feel generally living in Canada. I feel like it's summer, 30 degrees. A week goes by and it's like four, four degrees going down to zero (laughs) at night. It's winter, snow. There's, there's, There's frost. There's real frost, not even just frost on car windows. Out west, like in Saskatchewan, saw a picture of my my aunt. Like, brought it, had to bring in all their flowers into the garage because frost is just ruining the plants already. Oh man, I'm gonna have to bring in the plants on my deck. I don't have any space for that. I'm just gonna have to throw them right in the recycling bin. Your living room is massive. There's there's space all <laughs> over the place. You have so much empty space in your apartment. Uh, apparently it's not massive. Apparently my nephew said that I live in an outhouse. And so maybe that's just our perspective that I have this like actual floor that you can see, but not for rich kids. Rich kids say it's a dump. Right. Um, just listen to Ross Atkins on the leadoff on uh, Fan 590. And he gave us some updates on our Jays. Okay. He said, he said that, Bo Bichette is days, not weeks, away from a return to these Blue Jays. That's not overly surprising. But you said he was playing tonight, David. I said he could play tonight. I didn't say you he was playing tonight. Wednesday. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> Tomorrow, Wednesday. <laughs> if anybody is listening to this podcast thinking that we uh, speak facts and with inside information, then I'm sorry to trick anyone. We just squawk off into these mics for 45 minutes a day and then we go about our business. Uh, he said that Nate Pearson is further away than that, but what was interesting about it is he said, which I sort of assume, but it was interesting to hear him say it, that upon Nate Pearson's return, he will most likely be used in the bullpen. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm surprised to hear them say that, but... I, I was surprised to hear... I guess not surprised that that's going to happen, but surprised that they would just offer that information up beforehand 
Yeah, I agree. It's it's in me. I don't know if that's just the way that we've grown accustomed to this front office and them sort of hiding, holding their cards in their pocket. But I, I liked it. I liked hearing that. It's nice to know those sort of things. Um, I also like the idea of Nate Pearson in the bullpen. Did he say if it's going to be like a bulk guy with an opener before him or if it's going to be like straight up he's going into leverage single inning role? No, he just sort of said the thing about him going to the bullpen and then he quickly went on to praise the bullpen of Toronto and you know kind of distract from the the phrase that he just said and talking about how great that this bullpen has been and my god they have been great. Incredible. Last night, man, nothing's easy with this team but it's it's it keeps you engaged. That's what I got to say. These games are close and they're winning in different ways and last night the bullpen, wow. Mm-hmm. He also said, just to say, uh, anybody who watched the game last night or doesn't know, Rowdy Telez ran to catch a foul ball, ran up over that you know, bullpen mound that's just on the sidelines there, did something to his knee. Rowdy's getting an MRI today. Uh, Ross did not know the results, or if he did, he didn't talk about them. Should we pray so for we him? Are waiting. Yeah, we should pray for him. I don't him. know how to pray. Do you know how to pray? No, Jacob, take us through a prayer no, I, for Rowdy I said, Telez. I don't know. No, you brought it up. You brought it. No, you brought it up, Jacob. So take us through a prayer okay. for Rowdy Telez. Okay. Um, almighty God up there in space or sky world, wherever you reign over this universe, please um, allow Rowdy to have a nice recovery. Hope. Tell 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 Rowdy's knee that it was just a bit of discomfort, and and the MRI machine does not need to give any bad results. Nothing bad can happen, and please protect Rowdy, our son, from from here on out with your your glorious powers. And thank you, Lord Jacob. Thank you for your prayer, but it's not my fault. Rowdy's too big to be running fast. He shouldn't be running. Oh, it's Buffalo coming back to bite us, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It totally is. Uh, I really hope he's okay because I don't know how many more injuries this team can take, even with the return of Boba Shet. Um, but why dick around any further? Okay. Jacob, you want to hear my diary? You want to be a creep and listen to my diary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah, you're fucking creepy like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sick like that. This is not a Oh, my apartment is freezing. I have never been comfortable here. It's either too hot or too cold. So from here on, I'll refer to my apartment as Randall Grishik. You know what else is cold? This crisp, refreshing can of Miller Lite. This can's is brought to you by Miller Lite. And the BS Podcast, Ringer Network. <laughs> oh, man, that's bad. Hey, you try. Hey, Yankee fans, you ready for the game? The dust probably hasn't even settled from last night and the slaughtering the Jays gave you, eh, Yanks? You greasy, entitled fucks dripping with your duck grease from your fucking foie gras that you eat for breakfast. Drink a bucket of dog spit, you worms. You get everything you want, any player you've ever wanted, never suffered a day in your life. You have no clue what it feels like to be out of it in April, like after the first play on opening day. Just done. The race is over and here comes eight months of hopeless, endless rot. You're in a 60-game season and you're in a playoff spot. You can't even handle it. Choke on your money and tie your pinstripes around your throat so no one can hear you complain. Yeah! 
Oh man, Miller Lite, eh? Who knew it was this refreshing? I am feeling good, hopeful, positive. First inning, Taiwan Walker lives up to his name. The bases are loaded from three walkers. And then Pete Walker runs out to the mound to say, hey, my last name's Walker too. You want to hang out? And Taiwan says, fuck yourself. Pete says, not a problem. And the inning continues and he gets out of it unharmed. Jay Happ on the mound. Jay Happ is a gazelle. Just a beautiful gazelle. And I've always thought that about him. Even when he got crushed in the head with a comebacker, I was like, that's a dead gazelle. In the second, another walk, and Taiwan has two men on. Taiwan looks like a Jack Bartolo Cologne. And Bartolo Cologne looks like Taiwan Walker dressed up as Jabba the Hutt. Yeah! Walker gets out of it. This dude is an entertainer. He gets people on. He gets the stress up and then he mows them down. He's like David Blaine, but instead of cards, it's a baseball. And instead of sleight of hand, he just fucking whips it. Ding dong, ding dong. Well, that's weird. I don't recognize this sound. Who could it be? Jonathan Davis, where in God's name did that come from? Take your trip around the bases, a two-run blast in his first A-B of the year. Two-nothing for the Kings of New York. Clint Frazier is like a bird trying to mate at the plate with his toe point and showing his ass to the pitcher. I got no problem with it. I just want him to be up front that he's looking for a lover and don't make the other players come to you and put themselves out there on a whim. Just be bold and state your purpose before you hit. Hello, my name is Clint. I'm looking for a lover. But he doesn't and he gets out and he deserves it. Walker is in trouble again in the fourth. He's got five walks so far and a graphic comes up saying he has more balls than strikes. You're goddamn right he does and that's why we got him more balls LeMayhew is up with two on and a ground ball up the middle and Espinal diving stop toss to first and they dodge another bullet no run score Jay Happ is a pitching machine and I mean a literal pitching machine that just throws straight fastballs and he is dominating us I go to have a standard nine minute piss and I come back and Pete Walker is heated what happened I'll never know Taiwan's out in the fifth and it's bullpen time. Up first, Gucci time. The designer bag gets in trouble quick. He's got two on and the mating bird is up. It's the handbag against the mating bird with two on. Is everybody with me? He walks in. There's so many walks tonight. It's thrilling TV. I'd put it up there with Murdoch Mysteries or the Burning Log Channel. The bases are as juiced as every Yankee for Glaber Torres and he pops up one out. Talkman sack fly and it's 2-1. Let's go Gucci. Sanchez at the plate. First pitch is chopped foul, 0-1. Sanchez is scary, but he sucks. But he's going to snap out of it at some point, no? This feels like it'll be the biggest moment in the game. A sweeping slider, it's 0-2. Horrible swing. Sanchez, you're dirt. Still scary, though. Split finger, dives down, and Sanchez swings and misses. You are garbage. Scary garbage. Like if you kill a cockroach and you throw it in the trash, but you're not sure it's dead, that's scary garbage. But then in the fifth on defense, Gary misses a pop-up, and it's embarrassing. And I feel bad. He's sweating and he looks like he wants to cry. I want to delete everything I've said, but I can't, and I hate myself right now. It's 2-1. Sixth inning, handbag is still on the mound, and this is where 
Baseball misses its fans. Fans' excitement carry the game from inning to inning. The cheers, the attention, the focus. We are a necessary part of the experience. This is a shout out to all the fans of teams and the obsession. The day in and the day out struggles, the time it takes, the sacrifice, the money. I love you baseball fans. Don't give up. We got this. Shout out to anyone who needs sports to distract them from the world we are in and the doubt, the helplessness. Baseball needs us as much as we need it. And don't ever forget it. Let your voice be heard wherever you are. Scream in your apartment, at a bar, on the toilet, wherever you are. Get the feeling out and don't keep it in. Except for Yankee fans, shut your mouths. We are in the seventh and the crock father is on the mound. AJ Cole and he is just crock chomping these Yanks. One, two, three, chomp. Anthony Kay's turn in the eighth. One, two, three, sit down. Higashioka's helmet comes off on every swing and Buck and Dan are laughing at it and I'm not. It enrages me and I envision the ump choking him to death. Now Rowdy's hurt, he ran sort of fast for a second and hurt himself, but he stays in and keeps complaining about it. Okay, ninth inning. Dolis comes in for the save, 2-1, and I am worried. All right, Raphael, let's finish this off. Dolis strikes out four for the first out. Yes, my heart is racing and Lemayhu is up next. Dolis is painting strikes and DJ grounds out, two outs. Okay, okay, all comes down to Luke Voigt. Fools him on the first pitch, it's 0-1. Fooled again, 0-2. Voigt's swing brings him to a knee. He's surrendering. Dolly spikes the next pitch, it's 1-2. And then a big curveball, check swing. Did he go? He did not, it's 2-2. Two two. Next pitch is a ball inside, 3-2. And then Dolly strikes him out on a high fastball. He gets the save, Jays win. And this is getting more and more real, everybody. Different, different game, Jacob. Very different game. You still, you still managed to bring the energy. I was expect. I, I don't know what I was expecting here today. I thought, you know, we having having one Blue Jays stroke that led to scores. Maybe we'd have like a minute long game diary or something. But you managed to find all of this stuff. Keep the excitement up. Keep me working in the editing room. I'm thankful for it. <laughs> I had a bunch of stuff that I had to cut this morning in the game diary, and there were moments where I was like, this is dull. This is a boring part of the game. I hate this. But I was like, fuck that. I was like, we are rolling towards the playoffs. We're in a tight game against the New York Yankees. I am going to bring the I appreciate heat. it. Man, Dolis, uh his energy, like it looks like he he's like looking for a place to nap when after he throws a pitch, he just kind of walks around, gives no fucks. Like he's on like a date, he's going to see a movie he doesn't really care about, but kind of secretly enjoys with his girlfriend that they've been together for like four years. He's just looking around, seeing if there's popcorn. No, okay, let's just go back to the mound. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fun. Ross Atkins talked about that today on the leadoff. He was talking about uh, the confidence he has in Dolis in these big situations because the guy can lower his heart rate. And I mean, it certainly seems like he's got a low heart rate. It almost seems like you should check for yeah. a pulse. That guy is just throwing, it looks like he's throwing BP. He's just got this super casual delivery but you know it's getting the job done and the bullpen was outstanding yeah. last i think time. i described it as a dad playing catch or something when i first saw <laughs> <Yeah>. him <laughs> and at that time i hadn't i didn't have uh the image in my head of what you're talking about but then now that i see it i'm like that's exactly what it is it's just like a dad trying to let their kids get some yeah. hits 
but still kind of like miming like he's doing a bit of a wind up with a delivery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. All righty. Let's dive right into this pool of hot volcanic lava with our segment promotions and demotions. Jacob, you know the drill. Yep. You go first. Give me your first promotion, your first star of the game last night. Okay. Shun Yamaguchi. Wow. He's given my he's my first promotion tonight. Gucci, what a turnaround you've had this season. I am so happy for you, and I'm so happy that I don't have to hate you because I don't like hating ball players, despite what you may think I feel about Travis Shaw. He started the season with two disastrous outings in the 10th inning, letting in winning runs both times. He wasn't ready yet, but it's also crazy. That's a crazy situation to have been chosen for him to debut in the major leagues. Like, come on, man. But last night, uh, to get on to start with, with singles, and from my recollection, I could be wrong, both seemed like on most other days they could have been outs. Um, he wasn't hit hard, then he walked the bases loaded, nobody out, and you're like, oh no, this is going to be a disaster. But he, he got out of that with only one run coming in on a sack fly, came back out the next inning for, for some more action, got two strikeouts, only gave up a single to DJ, DJ LeMahieu, who is going to eat no matter who's pitching. Um, so so I got to go I gotta go with Gucci on my first star. Love it. Uh, it's, it's different for me. Um, let's do my first one first, and then we'll get into more of what uh, you were just talking about. For me, number one, Jonathan Davis. You get the call up. Jonathan Davis is not known for his bat. He is known for his defense, his base running. He's got some nice speed. This team is struggling with some major injuries right now in, in Bo Bichette being out, and obviously Davis gets the call up because Hernandez is now on the IL. He comes up. And he hits a home run in his first at-bat of the year, a la Caleb Joseph over the weekend. The only two runs that were scored in the game, the only offense in the game is from a guy not known for his bat. You come into Buffalo and you do that, you're getting the first star for yep. me. Yeah, that's that's my second star. I mean, it could it could have been the first star. They were he he, he was awesome. I don't know. Uh, who knows what's happening over at the alternate site, how guys are staying competitive, how what what they're learning, how they're changing their game. Maybe maybe Davis is gonna maybe he's gonna hit while he's up here. Who knows? But to to bang that J Hap fastball over the fence, uh when when Hap was dealing last night, Hap was dominant, nobody could touch him. Um he seems like a great guy. You know, I feel like he's he's just <laughs> as much known for how like excellent of a human he is and his his bright, uh, you know, pretty smile. But comes in here, gets the game winning runs. That's awesome. Yeah, his smile when he was rounding the bases was enough to to put a smile on my face for sure. It's it's always nice to see a guy like that have a big moment. Yeah, but uh, who do you got for your sec? Oh yeah, you just said your that second was my second promotion. promotion. Whoops, Pro- sorry promotion. for for me. For me, I'm doing a combined. I'm doing the last three relievers for the Blue Jays. I'm doing AJ Cole, Anthony Kay, and Rafael Dolis. Interesting, I didn't add Shunya Maguchi to that. And uh, hey, it's not me saying that he 
hasn't uh, risen above the challenge and overcome his struggles of early in the season. He's just didn't get the, uh, the, the star. He doesn't get to be a part of this group for me. These three guys, three innings, three innings pitched, no hits. They did not let up a hit. They did not walk a single person. These guys are not even the top-tier relievers in this Jays bullpen. You don't have Ken Giles. You don't have Jordan Romano. There was no Jordan Merriweather last night, no Thomas Hatch. These are Tier 2 relievers getting the job done. Rafael Dolis comes in to save the game in a 2-1 tight ball game playoff race against the Yankees, and he's not facing the dregs. He's facing DJ LeMahieu. He's facing Luke Voigt. Those are the two best hitters on the Yankees squad, and he gets out of it 2-1. Those are my uh, combined second stars, and I do feel bad about the Yamaguchi thing now that you said that. I feel really bad. I feel bad. I want to say I feel And bad. also, ladies and but gentlemen, we have our second cop-out of the season <laughs> and promotions and demotions. <laughs> calling me out yesterday. I'll, call, no, but you I'll call you out. I'll also call you out for calling Merriweather Jordan Merriweather. The name's Julian Merriweather. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I said I know, that, but I, I must have been uh, confused with the old Jordan Romano. I had no idea what his first name was, Jacob. You know that. I just look at these guys in the box scores. I don't even watch the game. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Whoops. That's certainly not the first misspeak I've done on this podcast. Almost every day I listen back to it, I think, oh, my God. Uh, let's go to Demotions. Jacob, who you got? <sighs> Vlad, 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 we meet again here. I mean, <laughs> God, I mean, we have our pick of the litters for pick of the litter for, for hitters here tonight. When, But uh, Vlad, you take the cake. Uh, DH for a second day in a row. I'm not sure why or what that's about, but there you go. Uh, 0 for 3, two strikeouts. I think both of them were looking. I can't remember. Um, no walks. Nothing, nothing con- contributed to the game. That's a that's a big old demotion for me. Yeah, trust me when I say I was going to give him the demotion as well. But I just felt like we give him so much attention, and you know, you praise him one day, trash him one day, praise him one day, trash him one day. I just had to give him a day off from that. But uh, that first strike out of his, he strikes out looking the fastball right down the middle. What are you expecting right from Jay? <laughs> what were you looking exactly. for exactly? I was not joking. That dude is a pitching machine. It's just straight. It's straight and sort of fast all the time. Yeah. And guys just don't barrel it up. He had 10 strikeouts last yeah. night. I got to say, it was kind of re- refreshing to be on the other side of a J-Hap. Uh, nice outing. We've seen a lot of them as Blue Jays fans. And I can only imagine that op- opposing fans have been wondering for years how this guy gets people out when <laughs> When you see the way he pitches and not knowing about his deceptive fastball and all of that stuff that has been written about by Sportsnet writers for years while he was in Toronto. So, you know, I, I can live with a with a, a dominant hap outing, especially when we come away with a big old W. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree that it was interesting to be on the other side of it. And I still don't understand it. I like J-Hap, but I, I just don't get it. I'm sure uh, a hitter in the big leagues could explain it to me, but I'm uh, very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, my first emotion, and I'm just going to make this quick, it's Higashioka. 
if I'm saying that incorrectly, I apologize. If I'm watching a big league goddamn ball game and your helmet falls off three times in an at-bat, when these games are already long and I, I don't want to see that. Get a new helmet, cut your hair, get a chin strap. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what it is that needs to happen to make that fucking thing stay on your head. I was so mad when I watched that. He's getting my first demotion, maybe unfairly, but here we are. Okay, two questions, two clarifications I got to get from you, David. We come up with this segment, and <laughs> sorry, you come up with this segment, and day one, I come in with some demotions or promotions for people on the other team, and you say that's not the game. Now you're coming in here after I after I was doing it, and you're giving it to the other team. What 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 are the rules? Are there rules? Well, How does this work? I initially, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and then we can have an open discussion about the rules of promotions and demotions. But when I initially said that it would be good if we, if we did this for the game, I was like, this is going to be Blue Jays. And then right away, you were like, oh, well, my, my I can't remember, it was promotions or demotions were not for the Blue Jays. And I hadn't really thought of that. I was like, oh, oh, I guess that that is the case. Because it's not like I solidified these rules, wrote it down, copyrighted it, trademarked. This is the way promotions and emotions work. So you established this precedent. Okay. So you can't come at me for just uh, agreeing with you, thinking you had a good idea, saying yes to the improv, and saying that all players are uh, available for promotions and demotions, especially when yesterday you did a Class A cop-out and just said, all Jays get promoted, no demotions. <laughs> I mean... We are off-roading here in this ATV, and we're dodging trees and deer and moose, and so we're going to make some quick decisions in this panic, and I think it's fair game if somebody really irks you, especially if somebody really irks you, that even if they're on the other team, they can be a part of promotions and demotions. It's very unlikely I'll ever give a promotion to somebody on the other Whoa, team. Whoa, okay. Well, I, I, I'm glad that you're going along with it and that you're apparently... Uh trying to give me late credit here while also insulting me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you could have just told me after I did that that, you, that that was a good idea and not giving me shit for, for going off-road. But, uh, okay, second, <laughs> second thing I, I just want to talk about, I feel like I've been talking about Blue Jays players and their lack of, uh, of abilities to keep helmets on their heads, and you're defending it all the time. Vladdy's helmet can't stay on. Bo's helmet flies off every, every time he starts running. You don't seem to care about them, but now all of a sudden this – this he goes he goes he, he, he go, don't don't let it beat yeah don't let it beat you <laughs> higashioka higashioka i think that's right higashioka um his helmet starts coming off and now all of a sudden you've got issues with it okay so here's the thing if you're if you're if you're cruising around the bases and your helmet comes off that's one thing because it doesn't stop the action. You're not going to stop and go get your helmet and put it on and then go diving into second or third or wherever you're going. Now, I've seen Vladdy's helmet come off at the plate. It certainly doesn't come off three pitches in a row, fall on the ground every single time. That is something that is different. That is Starlin Castro-esque, but worse, much worse, because he's a worse player. You don't deserve to take that amount of time for me when you're not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just missed my Starling Cash Castro impression. 
I got the tail end of it. <laughs> I'll have to cut the audio of that. Fuck. <clears throat> All right. Uh, is it my turn? It's your turn for your second emotion. I was just trying to uh, sort out what we'd already spoken of because the, uh, the off-roading is we're not even headed towards the same city anymore. Okay. Um, so second outing. I don't know if you're going to like this. Maybe you're on the same page. I feel like not, but I'm going Taiwan Walker. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. I got to demote you, man. It wasn't the worst outing. And in fact, it's not even a bad outing. Uh, it just wore me out. I'm exhausted watching it. Uh, you look so good to start with those those quick outs, two two outs, and then the, the innings just, just wouldn't end. You couldn't get the ball in the strike zone. And we had mound visits from Danny. Couldn't get the ball in the strike zone. We had mound visits from Petey. No help. No no runs given up somehow, so that's quite impressive. But only four innings, 88 pitches, less than half of them for strikes. That's it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta send you down for that. I hear you, but I disagree, and this is why I disagree with you. Five walks, and he hit a guy. No runs. Yeah. He let up no runs. Now, also, I heard Kevin Barker saying that. He was making a sort of grimacing face about his shoulder. Yeah, I was so watching that too. It, yeah, maybe there was a tightness in his shoulder. I mean, I'd hate for him to go on the IL. We certainly can't afford that right now. But let's just at least consider the fact that maybe he was dealing with something last night. But if you're going to be that inconsistent with the strike zone, and yes, a lot of that falls on the Yankees. The Yankees need to capitalize on that many free passes and base runners. But... End of the day, he let up no runs. He could have gone longer. It would have been help, more helpful for him to get longer into the game and not use so many bullpen arms. So I could see a demotion just for that reason alone. But that's where I struggle with giving him a demotion because at the end of the day, he let up no runs. I, I, I was aware of that. I, I took that into account, <laughs> and it was mostly just my exhaustion level watching him and the tax that he put on my brain and the bullpen i suppose but mostly my eyes and brain like it was stressing me <laughs> out yeah you know it was stressing me out too but that's what i was saying i was in the game diary i was like he always oh, an entertainer it's like oh he's getting the stress up and taking it away getting the stress up and taking it away because every inning you thought it was gonna just erupt into a five run inning or yeah. something like that but it just Never did. I love that like varsity jacket, that Blue Jays like starter winter coat that he puts on every time he goes into the bullpen. Haven't seen anyone on the team wear one of those. That's it looks badass. He looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't I didn't see that, but if I in my mind I'm picturing it, and I love those kinds of jackets. He wears it every time. I can't believe you haven't noticed yet. I, I maybe I haven't. I just didn't care or clock it, or I was thinking about something right. else. Like my eyes. May have it, but my mind was. Would you else. have sent him back out in the fifth? Uh, let me just check what his pitch count 88. was right now. Eighty-eight. Uh, it depends. If he was good to go, probably. But because of the shoulder potential shoulder discomfort or something like that, no. So it depends on what the conversations were in the bullpen. If he's like, "Yeah, oh, my shoulder's tight," then fuck no, I'm not doing. But that. I think that was in like the second already that his shoulder he was like trying to stretch it out so it was it was 
I, I, I could be wrong about that. I could be making that up entirely, but uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like his shoulder was already a bit sore well before the fourth. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time this season when a pitcher has been yanked what seems like too soon. Chase Anderson gets yanked all the time when it seems like he's not dealing, but certainly capable of going through another inning. Um, yeah. It, when, so, when, I, yeah. when I was looking at it and thinking about it, I was like, I probably would have wanted to do the same thing, but after the ire and like the fury that Taiwan Walker had at Charlie Montoya last time that he got taken out of the game, I was, uh, I was almost a little surprised, especially with with Walker being in line for a win if he could go back out and get three outs after that. but I'm going to do something here on my second emotion that I am going to call out right now. It's dirty. Oh. And it's absolutely dirty because I feel really bad about this, but I'm just not going to go back on my gut. It's just the way that I felt. I didn't give this guy a promotion the day before when he hit a grand slam to cap off a 10-run inning and now here I am demoting him. What? Danny Jansen. What? 0 for 3, three strikeouts. Misses the pop-up behind the plate, which also Sanchez did. I don't know. Maybe something's fucked with the lights. I'm just at the point with watching him at the plate where I, I, it's, it, <laughs> I feel so bad about this. I feel so bad about this. I like Danny Jansen. I can see him being a part of the future Right now, he's not getting it done at the plate, and it's driving me crazy. I had to demote him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you feel like an asshole when you're saying he's not getting it done at the plate when he hit a grand slam the night before? One grand slam does not a season make. It just doesn't. And yes, I feel bad. I would have felt the only reason I feel bad is because I didn't promote him for the grand slam, and now I'm demoting him for a bad night at the plate. It's deeply unfair. But I gotta go with the way that it made me did feel. Did you did you promote him for hitting a bomb over the monster in Boston? Well, we didn't we didn't game diary that oh, game. Okay, right. Oof, that, that's a that's a tough look. look I, I think <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of and to to call out that pop up. Nah, nah. You what do you, what do you mean? Call out that pop up. What about what about Lourdes Gurriel dropping, fully missing a ball in the outfield, then later catching it, rolling on the ground like it's on fire, ball pops out. That's two outs that he didn't get. One of them that was a was a double because of it. Lourdes, Gur- Lourdes Gurriel's batting like four hundred in the last week. It and wasn't half. last night. He got he got one hit. <laughs> sure. Danny Jansen is batting. 149. I thought we were talking and about last night, man. Not these, not these. I not- am. 0 for 3, 3 strikeouts in an error. Like, what, what, I don't understand. Like, yes, it's unfair when you consider the grand slam, but if you just take last night, I, it's not a crazy demotion for somebody who's also a part of the pitching battery with the starting pitcher walking the fucking house down. Is he not part of the pitching battery that gives no hits for through like five <laughs> innings of relief work too? He very much is. You're absolutely right. He very much is. <laughs> uh, the, look, promotions and demotions is a complicated segment. We're going to have complicated moments like this, and I'm acknowledging it. I acknowledge that it might not be fair of me to be saying this into doing this yep. but we're, we're in the mud now we're knee deep in the mud and i i, I don't know what yeah, to do i'm gonna i'm gonna 
I'm gonna breathe that out. I'm gonna do a little woo saw, kind of, kind of chill out, and not get too worked up about it. You gotta, you gotta demote who you gotta demote. I get it. Yeah, and it's, it's. I, I didn't blindly do it. I feel bad about it. If that matters, I feel sick in my guts, and I feel uh, heavy in my heart. Yeah, and but that's the task at hand. Yeah. No one said doing a daily Blue Jays podcast Monday to Friday every goddamn day would be easy. <laughs> no, they didn't. They really didn't. They didn't say it would be this hard. I feel like I feel like we're singing Coldplay now. <laughs> What's that line of the Coldplay? Nobody said it was easy. <laughs> we should take this episode back to the start so that uh, I don't call him. Uh, Jordan Merriweather. That's the only mistake. Not the Jansen demotion. Just Jordan Merriweather. That's the thing that'll eat my guts alive all day long. Blue Jays continue their series against the Yankees. We got bearded Rosie O'Donnell on the mound tonight. <laughs> Tanner Roark. What's your confidence level in Tanner Roark? Out of 10. Instinct. Go. Uh, tonight or in general? General. Seven. No. Whoa, that's Oh, that's more inflammatory than what I did to Danny. I was Jansen. look, I was confused. I was thinking about his wife. It, um, <laughs> she's in, she's nope. actually she's at nine, actually. She's ain't no, she ain't no seven. Who we got? Davy Garcia? Davy Garcia, and I PP'd him, but I think I'm gonna drop him because I feel too bad and he's fucked me before. So uh I'm just trying to bash together goddamn points now because last night was horrendous you should keep davy garcia tonight he's gonna deal <laughs> no you're just trying to fuck with me i was right about davy last time he got zero i'm fine with zero it's the minus nine from dobby that oh my god blue jays continue their series tanner roark against davy garcia it is wednesday night in buffalo it's gonna be cold as fuck Are getting the brooms we'll out see. tonight <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna do some curling hard hurry hard hurry hard hurry hard Oh, I was trying to do the rock sound. Oh, fuck it. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday.